Emmett Ryan from the Sunday Business Post. Thanks, Jason. Uh, first, I'm sorry for mumbling during uh, Peter's speech there was something, but it actually refers to something I want to say at the start, which is uh, why are only five of you playing with your phones? I'm only kind of just counting during that. Why weren't the rest of you? I'm deadly serious with that. Uh, frankly, that's something you should all be doing. You should be able to do both at the one time. I mean, Jason were kind of the Wi-Fi code. Uh, that was what the problem there was. Unlike Peter, actually, I'm kind of for everybody who goes through me because i got a big ego. So there's four areas I'm going to talk about. Uh, the first is my own seven years as a freelancer. The second is uh, about the real fundamentals and why even people who've been working in this game for 40 years seem to not get them right. Uh, and I'm not doing it 40 years, thankfully. Uh, second, third is about get to know who does what. And the fourth is get to know everybody else. And the fifth is actually, a actually fifth thing, just a little bit about tools that'll make life a bit easier for you guys on an actual technical front. That part alone took about 30 seconds. So first off, I was a freelancer for about seven years, and most of the work I got uh, rather directly came via being in the right place at the right time, and I, by that I literally mean pubs. Uh, so half, and that, uh, it always sounds funny, but like literally uh, half the work I got came from elbow grease, the other half came from knowing where to be, or at least not knowing where to be, just having to talk to people, because it comes down to fundamentally talk to as many people as humanly possible. I got started off in technology journalism, I was originally a business and sports hack, I still am a sports hack to a degree. Uh, basically, by uh, being drunk one night in barcode when I was 24 and I felt like a granddad, ended up uh, meeting a friend through there, started working for ENN, who were a pretty long-running IT website for about six years after that. Ended up in this job when I was three years working outside the industry, on top of that for a second as well, by being at the right person's birthday party. So uh, that's, I wouldn't have done about the job otherwise, being blunt about it. So the reason I'm mentioning all that is connections. You've really got to just keep talking to people, even when you're outside. Because I did three years outside of freelance journalism because... I couldn't pay my rent, uh, basically. The downturn was horrible, sections were going down a bit, I wasn't getting enough work, and I really liked the idea of living away from home, strangely enough, at 27 years of age. Uh, and so, well, 28 at that stage, Jesus. But uh, yeah, so don't try to do everything possible in your power to not have to be in that situation. I was earning a lot more money than I am as a journalist, and I absolutely hated it. People were great, just a job wasn't journalism. If you want to be a journalist, do everything you can to stay in it. I'm saying that deadly serious, especially the younger folk here today who are going to probably have some really horrible, horrible times. Well, apart from one or two of you who are going to jump into some brilliant jobs straight away and really fuck all of you. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, but the rest of you will be more like me and have to really grind it out for the first few years, do whatever you can to stay in it. So the best thing you can do to stay in it is get the fundamentals down. And like I was saying, it's amazing. I, told, I have journalists who write for my magazine who've been doing this game for 40 years and they still don't get their copyright. They're late, they've got grammar errors, they've got spelling errors, punctuation errors, all this fundamental stuff and style stuff. For example, Peter's paper, The Times, they use says, we use said. Simple stuff like that where you might go, oh, that's nothing. Trust me, if I'm correcting 40 says to a said in, a, in an article when I'm subbing through something, I notice. And likewise, Peter's the reverse for his paper. That's the thing you've got to realise. Know the tone and style of who you're writing for. It's, it may sound like the most basic and fundamental thing going, but trust me, this, this, the guy who's editing it uh, is going to notice. And they're going to also look more favourably on you because so much filthy copy comes through that you might think, oh yeah, being clean is going to make that big a difference. It's a huge difference. Like, as far as I'm concerned, directly affects the work that my writers get. If you're clean on time and you don't do something egregious, more than likely you're going up in the amount of words I'm giving you every month. That's basically more money in your pocket by not screwing up. It's really that simple. So, it, uh, it's a pretty short point, but I really can't just say it enough. Like, I'm constantly at, I've got about 14, 15 freelancers. Only one of them's here, thankfully, but she's usually reasonably clean. Uh, and, uh, no, I'm not going to point out. Just look at that guy. Uh, but, uh, Seriously, if you get the fundamentals right, it's going to get you work on a regular basis. I know because I did a lot for the Times, and I always made sure I had my senses right. 
Uh, so that's where you get to this, get to know who does what because your first break is likely going to be with one section, one paper, and probably one area you know reasonably well, or that person thinks you can do it reasonably well. That's the way it worked out for most of the freelancers I've had in the last year. Most of them have gotten work elsewhere as a result because they've got because they've got to know right. Emmett's the guy who does tech in the Sunday Business Post. Let's see who's doing tech in the Irish Times, who's doing it in the Indo, who's doing it in all these other magazines. And actually, the, all these other magazines is where you're going to see more work in a lot of the areas because well, we've got all the, everybody knows who the big players are, which means every freelancer going is trying to get work with all those big players. There's an awful lot of magazines out there who are largely owned by the same two or three companies, but run fairly quietly. Uh, one out of Sandy for media team, another one, uh, White Space, a bit smaller, admittedly. If you basically get to know who's managing what mag in what sector you already have established printed stuff in, that's going to help because they're going to go... They, it's a small world like Paul Hearns in, in who, who's edits Tech Pro knows me he knows if I trust someone to write for me he doesn't need to give me a call to go what's this person like they'll go right it's one of Emma's people I can trust him it's a really really small world remember that Ireland is tiny so if you f- find out who, who the Paul Hearns is and that's a good hint he's going to hate me now for giving his name out uh, so you should all look at Paul Hearns' email I'm not giving it out uh, if you if you want to write technology that is and uh, basically hit him up uh, as a short version but that also leads into getting to know the everybody else thing. And where I go from that is, I got one writer in my text section who's much more interested in property, but she wanted to, she had a couple of text stories to start off with. So what she did was she approached me first, which is great. And she's, she's now going to be starting off at her property section at some point in the next couple of weeks. And that's the idea. Like, look to be able to write from multiple sections. Because, yeah, I know half you want to be either music reviewers or news journalists or whatever, and that's great. Don't get me wrong. And there's a lot of good work in that. But versatility is the greatest skill you can have in this business next to cleanliness. Cleanliness is by a long, long way the greatest skill you can have in this business. Uh, and punctuality, actually. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I say this with a man at my desk at work. is pretty much the opposite of my copy that I file. Uh, but uh, seriously, be versatile. Because, like, you know, I started out, like I said, in sports and business. I ended up in tech just by accident. Spread out beyond that. When I was doing freelancing for the Times in tech, I knew John Collins in there. Realized an idea for a health piece. What do I do? I asked John Collins, who was then the <coughs> architecture, who does health there. So he put me in touch with him. Talk to your commissioning editor, say because like they don't feel that precious about you. Like you know, don't be wrong. We like you, but like we don't feel like you're our property. <coughs> if we did, well, Christ, that would be bloody awful. Uh, but in all seriousness, like so, you know, think about right. I've got this established with this section and this publication. I got this idea which would work for that. I don't think I'm going to be doing regular stuff for that, but it's an idea, it's a thing I can write, and get it in, it's done. Now, obviously, certain sections are always going to have more demand. Like, anyone who wants to write arts is going to be peppering away like mad. Like, so that's just an, an area. Anything in arts and culture, there's oodles of it. But even there, think niche. I write about beer, for example, because uh, next to nobody does. The Times, sadly, still doesn't do beer, which is a, a, great, a, great, a great shame, but it's getting there. I know there's a lot of guys in there who are really pushing for that. Uh, but uh, that's the thing. Like, you know, think about a niche. Like, think about something you can be a specialist in. Like, I basically started out... Uh, in terms of the, uh, carving out one in health technology, and then I moved into IT security. Basically, do, being good at IT security writing, and believe me, I'm not an IT security specialist, I'm just good at writing about it, meant I was able to actually carve out a lot more work and a lot more publications. So just think about where can I carve out something where I'm the guy the, the commissioning editor goes to. Uh, and I'm using the term guy, it's meant to be mixed gender, so sorry for that, that sounding sexist because most of my writers are actually female. Uh, but uh, think about where can I be someone who I'm just seen as reliable in that one area because they're not just going to go to you on that area they're going to go well you're they're just going to think of the word reliable they're going to forget the one area part after that like once you get the established principle of reliable that's great and that's the fundamental points when I get across apart from really really be cleaning on time if you're cleaning on time that's great and I suppose uh, I as a technology editor figure I'd throw in a couple of things Uh, who here uses Apple who uses Android for their phones just quick show of hands for Apple 
okay, you all need to buy an Android. Uh, basically, uh, the reason for that is actually quite simple. There, the, in terms of recording apps and stuff, uh, you've got a lot more versatility and a lot more <coughs> ways of not getting stuff wrong. Uh, Total Recall on Android is an app that every journalist should have, which means they should also have an Android app. It will record all your phones, and it's seven ninety nine uh, for a permanent ownership of it. Like you get seven days free, but it's worth the eight quid. If you get that, it will solve pretty much so so many problems. Especially if you do something really bad, if you're not just writing for a nice soft text section, if you're doing a news story and someone says, "No, I didn't say that." Well, actually, I recorded the phone call, so <laughs> to hell with that. Uh, so, but all seriousness, yeah, get an Android phone uh, like as soon as you can. I know you're freelancer, so you're broke. I'm full time, and I'm broke too. Uh, so, uh, but find a way, basically, simple as that. Uh, and uh, I suppose with that, uh, just one thing I want to go over again is about sort of when you're pitching, because I know Peter brought, brought that up earlier, and uh, it's uh, he was right in one respect in that the constant call, constant email is really annoying. But also, don't be timid. Like you know, we are like, you know when you, when you do make that call, make that email, and you're making it once, make it clear that you're hungry for more. Because like, if you're not telling me I want to do more words, I'm going to assume you're busy. Like If you say, listen, thanks for that. So when I commission you for something, say thanks for that. Always say, have you anything else going? Or listen, I'm in interested in that. Or that's also a good time to ask, by the way, that's great, but you know someone who does this in your paper so I can talk to them about getting stuff. Because also, also, that's the time when I'm most alert to what you're doing. Because, you know, everybody complains about being overworked. But the thing is, we're all folks at different times. That's why I was saying you should all kind of be playing with your phones. Because I assume most of you also have jobs of some kind or are trying to keep track of stuff. Yeah, that's why you should be doing that now, because if you can't listen to me and keep track of all that stuff, you're going to be in trouble in this business being blunt about it. So when the, when the person who you were trying to deal with is communicating with you directly, that's the time to hit them up, to remind them, to hassle them. And frankly, you should actually try and make friends with as many commissioning editors as possible. I don't mean that in some sort of faux, sycophantic, sociopathic way or something like that. I mean, like, meet them for pints and stuff, because if, if I see your face, I'm more likely to actually, like, you know, give you more work and it's not just out of a p pity and sympathy it's because I know you're willing to go the extra mile to actually like you know be committed to writing for this section you're not just seeing it as just another job and uh, like every comment com is basically like that now obviously quite often I'll tell you I'm too busy because usually I am but the point is like you know if they go listen let's do coffee it's usually a good sign if someone wants to bring you for coffee especially if they've got a full-time job uh, so always say yes and uh, you know blow off whoever you can and uh, listen, that's pretty much it. I hope I wasn't talking too fast. I did get given out to about that. PK tried to fix that with, with me in DCU 10 years ago. He failed miserably, as you can see. Uh, and with that, uh, thanks. <laughs>